just before you're seated, just grab like three people and just let them know that they are blessed today. Let them know they're victorious today. And all the promises of God are yes and amen today in their life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the atmosphere in this place is a little different than normal. Amen. Thank you, Lord. This is what we want. We want his presence here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. Thank you to our Impact Kids and, and everyone who's serving our children today. Can we just show love to those who, who serve our family in so many different ways? Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for their lives. Any, uh, any fans of Elevation Worship in the house? Any fans of Elevation Worship in the house? Okay, right on. I want to I wanna start here real quick. This is a song called uh, Graves into Gardens. Anybody, anybody in particular like that song, Graves into Gardens? I want to I show you the, uh, just the bridge. Uh, <clears throat> the bridge has got this little, you know, little clap section, a little exciting. I, I, I love this. Go, go ahead and give them, give them that bridge real quick, Sarah. <clears throat> Y'all know it? All right, cool. Sure, let's show them that guy that's in the back of the room, because you know there's always that one in the back of the room that either understood or misunderstood the assignment. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You got, you got this? Woo! Come on, somebody. I don't know where you are in this place, but you need to know God is still worthy of my praise. Whatever that looks like, I'm going to give it to him. I love that guy. That guy blessed me. Uh, I'm looking for you in the back of the room. Somebody, you know, the rest, the rest of us are clapping. Are you just praising him in your own way? Whatever that is. I don't know if that was a half dab, half, what was it, sprinkler? What was that? I don't know what that was going on there. It was awesome. Matthew 16. Matthew 16 is where I want to start today. I'm not going to be, well, my plan isn't to be long, but we'll see what God does. But we are going to close out this service today with a high praise. Amen. We're going to close out with a high praise. We started in prayer. We started it. We bring our request to God today. We're going to end this service today saying thank you and giving him high praise today. But here's what I want to start. This is the theme verse we've been using for this current series. Matthew 16 is the version I'm going to use today, uh, verse 24. And then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, right? Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Let me just hear from the men and women that have been applying this verse. Come on, I know it isn't always easy, but I'm a follower, and I've been denying my, come on, put your hands together. Don't I, the fact that you're here today is the fact you denied some extra sleep, and, and you denied you know, uh, breakfast with the family. You said, I'm going to be in the house of God. That's where we need to be. You've denied yourself, so may, maybe all week long you weren't following, but today you are. Thank you, God, for that grace. Because he, I do know that, and right now we're actually not streaming, right? We're not, we're not live streaming right now, okay? We're just capturing some footage, but whenever I'm live streaming, here's what I know is going to happen. I'm going to start saying something that people don't like, and here in the room, you could start fidgeting, right, with your kids or, or you know, checking your phone or, or uh, you know, acting like something else more important is happening when I start preaching on a certain topic, right? You can ignore me. If you're at home watching me, guess what you can do? We now have click Christianity. Come on. We went from a cross to a click. Come on, somebody. Hello. 
Jesus did not say, take up your click and stream after me. He said, if you're really going to be my follower, it's not going to be easy. But guess what? I'm going to be there with you. I'll be leading you. Take up your cross, God's will for your life, and follow me. I'm not downplaying this generation. I, I get it. The, the more people are probably going to watch church online than ever before. Cool. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay that. I'm simply saying, remember what the scripture tells us. Okay. You can click out, you can click out of me anytime. I'm, I'm preaching real good and you just don't like it. But when you're in the house of God, you're going to do your best to try to ignore me with your hearing, but I believe it's still going to get in your spirit anyway. Amen. Amen. I want to I, I give you this illustration. Um, anyone, anyone raised in church? Anyone like raised in church? I raised in church. Okay? Even Catholic church. I was, I was raised in church. I raised in church. Okay. <clears throat> There's an old song that, that I heard as a child, and I can't remember if I heard it you know, at, at a Christian church camp or if I heard it at, at a camp meeting, but it was an old song that we used to sing, and maybe you know it. Maybe you can help me with this, okay? It just simply goes, I'll say yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your will. Anyone heard a song before? I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you. And Pastor, I grew up in a real conservative church. I don't know what you're talking about. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Now, depending on what kind of church you grew up in, it might have been more smooth and calm and kind of relaxed. But I was Pentecostal. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. We don't need to really go into it. Okay. So the idea of this song has always stuck with me, okay, because for some reason there was always that double yes, okay. I don't know why the song had it. It was, it was a double yes. And what I want to show you here just for a few moments today is that ultimately God is looking for somebody who's going to say yes, Lord, yes. Come on, if he's got a plan for your life, he's looking for you to say yes, Lord, yes. Come on, if it's Grave in the Gardens or, or, or some other song we're playing, he's looking for somebody in the back of the room to say, I'll look like a fool for you, Lord, in my praise. Yes, Lord, yes. God, I believe, is looking for somebody today who say, even when other people quit and stop following and quit coming to church, God has looked behind you. I'm still going to be there following you every step of the way. I believe God is looking for somebody here today who won't just love him when you feel like loving him, when you need something from him, when you can see his goodness. God is looking for somebody to say, yes, Lord, I will love you with all my heart, all all my mind, all my soul, all my strength, and even when I can't sense you, God, I will still love you. Yes, Lord. Yes. I want to dig into something here with the Apostle Paul because if, if I mean, really outside of Jesus, if anyone understood the assignment, what it means to say yes to God's assignment for your life, it was the Apostle Paul. And I just want to say this to you today. If you think it's hard following Christ... If you think it's hard serving Jesus, if you think his assignment for your life is hard, I want you to listen to how Paul had to defend himself against his own haters. Check this out in 2 Corinthians 11. He's speaking, to his, speaking back to his haters. He says, are, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound more like a madman, but I have served Christ far 
more. I have worked harder. I have put, check this out, I have been put in prison more often. I've been whipped times without number. I have faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Five different times. I don't even remember what the math is. Five times 39, ladies and gentlemen, is how many times the Jews ripped open his backside with lashes. Uh, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the city and in the desert and on the seas. Next one. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I don't want anyone to ever tell me again. It's hard to be a Christian. I have worked hard and long and during many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold. I have I, I shivered in the cold. I have, I have had enough. I have been without clothing to keep me warm. And then besides all of that, I have the daily burden of my concern for all of the churches. I'm not trying to downplay what you're going through, but come on, somebody. Is this anyone else's testimony? Come on. Can you just praise God that this isn't your testimony? Come on. Come on, somebody. I know it's been hard to follow God sometimes, but whew, thank you, Jesus, I haven't to go through that to understand my assignment. I, I, you know what I have to do many times, Rev? I have to go back to this text when I feel like following Christ is hard and taking up my cross and denying myself gets a little difficult. I've got to go back to this and remind myself, thank you, Jesus, I have not been shipwrecked, nor my back ripped open, nor beaten with rods, nor been cold and shivering all night. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have, the, I only have the concern of one church. Thank God I don't have to carry the weight of every single stinking problem within Christianity. Come on, somebody. I'm simply saying, when we look at it in context, thank God for the assignment that's on my life. And if Paul could do that, I can do this. Because my job, just so you know, is not just to preach to you. My job is to challenge you. Because many of you, you've settled on, on a certain level of Christianity. And you may start there. But I promise you, God is calling you deeper. And my job is to challenge the level you've settled for in your walk with God. Amen. Thank you, Ms. Arm. At least someone appreciates me doing my job. Amen. Thank you. I... I Here's what I know. I know that most of us have said yes to the stuff that we want God to change for us. But we still haven't said yes to the things God wants to change within us. Most of us have said yes to salvation, but we still have not said yes to the process of sanctification. Oh, here's what that means. Here's what that means. It means you said yes because you liked Jesus, but you still haven't said yes to becoming like Jesus. And my job is to challenge that level that you're at right now and say, I'm glad you like him, but he didn't die on a cross so you could just say, heart emoji, I, I follow you, uh, you're awesome. No, he died on that cross and rose again, ladies and gentlemen, so that you and I could ultimately go after him with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength, and ultimately become like him. Paul one time said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. We don't preach about those verses in America anymore. I don't know, tell me about the blessings. Don't tell me about the sufferings. He wants me to more than just like him, but to become like him. 
And here's what I have learned, ladies and gentlemen, in terms of my yes. In order for my yes to be meaningful, someone might want to write this down. In order for my yes to be meaningful, the opportunity for a no has to be available. In order for my yes to be meaningful, the opportunity for my no has to be available. Can we just be honest for a moment? Anyone's yes ever been tested? Anyone's yes, Lord, I'll do that. Yes, Lord, I'll go there. Yes, Lord, I'll fulfill that. Anyone's yes ever been tested? Come on. Pastor, you're testing it right now. Come on, hallelujah. It's been, it's been tested. So at the very beginning of this entire book here, this, this letter that Paul writes to the Corinthians, I want you to take you to the very first chapter just for a moment, 2 Corinthians 1, because this is where I begin to understand why that song said, I'll say yes, Lord, yes. It's found right here in, in verses 18 through 20. Paul writes this at the very beginning of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. He says in verse 18, but as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, okay, this is the one that Paul preached about and Silas preached about and Timothy preached about. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, does not waver between yes and no. But in him, it has always been, someone shot it with me, yes. In him, it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, check this out, the amen, which actually means yes, is spoken by us for the glory of God. Two quick things. These verses tell me two things about God. Number one, this tells me that God is not fickle. God is faithful. That's the first thing it tells me. Okay. Uh, your husband might be fickle. Your, your boss might be fickle. Our government sure is fickle. But ladies and gentlemen, your God is faithful. The second thing these verses tell me is simply this. God's favorite word isn't no. Woo, come on. That's, I know what a parent feels like. I feel like I'm saying no all the time. I've learned how to say it in like five different languages. No, 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 no. God's favorite word to us is a resounding and always yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. That means when I ask for forgiveness, God already said. When I said I needed some strength, God already said yes. When I needed a little bit of peace in my life, God already said yes. When I needed more than just to go to church, I needed his presence. God already said yes. Somebody take a moment and just thank God that when he said, yes, I will heal you, his yes has already been settled. When he said, yes, I will deliver you, his yes has already been settled. When he said, yes, I will use you and forgive you and bless you and restore the years that have been stolen and set you up to be a, a pinnacle for my grace and glory for the world to see, it was already settled a long time ago. So take a moment and just say, thank you, Lord, that when you said yes, it still and always is yes. 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 I feel like anyone ever seen that Jim Carrey movie back in the day, Yes Man? We just, he just started going on this yes binge. I mean, he just went wild, just started saying yes to everything. I'm not, in, I'm not necessarily encouraging that. Yeah. But I couldn't help but think of him, that, is that how my God is? Even when he tells me no, there's still a yes in there somewhere. Whew. So don't give up when he says no. There's a yes coming. There's a yes coming. But my assignment today is not to talk about God's yes. My assignment actually there is in verse 20. Can you give them verse 20 one more time, Sarah? 
For no matter how many promises God has made, no matter how many there are, and I've got 66 books worth of them, (laughs) no matter how many promises God has made, there are yes in Christ. And so through Jesus, the amen, here's here's my assignment today. I, I want to talk to you about that second yes. I love talking about God, but I need to talk about you for a moment. If God is always saying yes, then through Christ, we get to say amen. Yes. Yes. Let me, let me try it like this. Okay, let me, let me try something. I know of one engaged couple. Are there any other ga- engaged couples in the house? Any engaged couples in the house? Okay, I'm just going to talk to the one I know about then right over here. Okay. Brock, real quick, real quick, just, uh, just kind of short version. How did you propose? Easter Sunday. Yep. And he said, since Jesus is risen, I might as well put a ring on it. Go ahead. <laughs> Amen. Okay. And, 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 and so y'all are engaged. Y'all engaged. Notice no one's clapping. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold up. Hold up. You were actually helping. You were actually helping make my point. You were helping me make my point. We don't clap when you get engaged. We clap when you can make it to year twenty. You're 25, you're 30, okay, however long I had. Then we'll start clapping for you. Okay. Now, now, Mackenzie, obviously Brock was, you know, he, he got you all holy and spiritual, got you in church and, you know, saying yes to God's will and, yeah, okay, oh, it was before church. The other way around. Oh, you got on your knee and approached him. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. My, my question is just simply, when he asked, you said, yes, yes. You ever watch those videos where it's like, oh, this is so amazing, the way he proposed to her, and then she's just kind of like, like, like terror in her eyes, right? And, and there's like a fear, and, and, and you can't tell what she said, right? Hello, and then he's crying and sobbing like a baby, right? He's like, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what she said, but I can guess. I, I want to talk about the, this second yes. Pastor Ogle used to watch a show called Say Yes to the Dress. Is it still a thing? I don't even know. Is it still on? Still on? Okay. I'm sure you're watching it right now if it's still a thing. I got that. Say yes to the dress. Okay. Brock McKenzie, I just want to prophesy over your lives. Get ready for marriage with which you will learn to say yes to the mess. Woo. Oh, Lord. I, I, I know you want to stay quiet because that person is sitting next to you right now. But, but come on, somebody. You need to testify. Sometimes I'm, I have to learn what, what, what this really is. It's, it's the second yes that matters, sir, is what I'm telling you. Brock, it's the second yes that matters. Because it's the second yes that matters. Because when you said yes, you, you said yes to him. But really, it's the second yes that matters because you don't really know what you're saying yes to just yet. Okay? That's the point I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get at. And so what I'd like to do here just for a moment is, is I would like to, to, to let any, anyone, everyone that's in this room that, that maybe doesn't know, but maybe you do, how many of you have ultimately understood that there's a difference between getting married and, and actually staying married? Yeah. How many of you understand there's a difference between, you know, joining the gym and actually getting up and, and going to the gym? Huh? How, how many understand there's, a, there's a, that, that difference between saying yes to God with your mouth, but ultimately saying yes to God with how I live my life? That's the difference I'm talking about. Now, let's do this. Let's go to every Christian's favorite verse. Come on. Let's go to every Christian's favorite verse. Ready? I know it's tattooed on your ankle. Jeremiah 29, 11. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. That old covenant promise. 
That old covenant promise. Pastor Bethel actually preached this one time before. I love how he did this because there are people who say this promise isn't for us. This is for the old covenant. But then I remind them what we just read in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. All of God's promises are yes and amen for us through Christ Jesus. Come on, you, somebody, you could probably quote this in like, you know, 12 different English versions, right? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. Who's talking here? God is talking here. I know the plans I have for you. That's just simply, you need to know this. If God is saying, I know the, the plans that I have for you, do you know what that implies? We don't! To me to scare you. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Come on, somebody. Let's celebrate this verse right here. Come on, let's celebrate it. Hey, thank you, Lord. I'm not, I'm not coming down on it. Praise God. Because I recognize there are people in my life, they've got some bad plans. They've got some plans to harm me, to steal my hope, to steal my, 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 to rob from my future. The enemy's got plans and designs. We were breaking his, his assignment last week when we were at this altar praying against what he's trying to set up against this ministry. So I, I recognize there are other plans that are out there, but here's what I, I, I just, I want to do just for a moment. God wants me just to, to tell every one of you in this place, learn this verse, pray this verse, prophesy this verse. Receive this verse. Believe this verse. But God wants me to also just encourage you with this. If you're going to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, just do God a favor. Do him a courtesy. And just read the next two verses. Verse 12, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all your hearts. Can I just be honest, ladies and gentlemen? We don't want the verse about him. We want the verse about his plans because we're addicted to our plans. Come on, control freaks in the house. You better say amen. I'm addicted to my plans, and that's why I lose my peace when my plans don't go according to my plan. But notice something important. God didn't say, seek my plan. God said, seek me. Why? Because when things don't go according to my plan, there's still a God who has a purpose. And when they don't go according to my plan, it's still going to go according to God's purpose. When the plan changes, you have to decide, am I committed to the plan or am I committed to the person? I said, am I committed to the plan or am I committed to the purpose? Am I committed to the plan? I have lived this life as a Christian long enough. I've been pastoring long enough to know I've made all sorts of plans. And I have watched more plans fail than I've seen succeed. But I stand here today, 41 years of age, preaching this gospel since I was 17 years old to tell you my plans have failed time and time again, but I'm still fulfilling his purpose. I'm not committed to my plans. I'm committed to his purpose. For I know the plans God says I have for you. And even if those plans change, 
I didn't say yes to my understanding of God's plan. I said yes to God. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. Besides, what if your plan B was God's plan A all along? Well, this, this should put a stupid smile on your face right now. I'm not even on plan B, Pastor. I'm brought down there by X, Y, Z. But guess what? I had to get all that wrong to realize God's plan A was always the perfect plan for my life anyway. Whew. Give me verse 20 one more time, Sarah. I'm sorry, one more time. I just I love this verse. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Here's what verse 20 ultimately reveals, though. We're not waiting on God's yes. God's waiting on that second yes. Someone say, my yes. Come on, let Satan hear you. My yes. I'm not waiting around for God's yes. It's always been yes through Christ Jesus. God is waiting right now for my yes, for me to say yes. It's that second yes. Here's what it's like. Let me, leave, let me liken it to this. Just like Jesus, before he's arrested and ultimately crucified, here's what he begins to pray in the garden while he's alone in Luke 22:42. He says, Father, if you are willing Take this cup from me. I don't want to go through this separation. Jesus was not worried about the suffering. He knew the lamb was already slain before the foundations of the earth. It wasn't the pain and the agony of the cross that Jesus was worried about. It was for the first time in all of eternity, his separation from the Father. So he said, Father, take this cup from me. If it's your will, I don't want to be separated from you. I don't want there to be any kind of distance between because this is all I've ever known you and me from all eternity past so if it's your will take this cup from me but aren't you thankful he doesn't just stop at the one yes he gets to that second yes nevertheless not my will but your will be done Jesus first yes was at Christmas when he said yes to the dress and he put on human flesh and became a baby. But his second yes was right there in the garden on his way to Calvary where he put on death. And he made that choice. I will be put to death on a cross so I can become the savior of all flesh. Aren't you thankful for that second Yes. Jesus said yes to the flesh and then said amen to his death. He said yes and then amen. I need you to understand what's happening here. That second yes is a covenant yes. It's a covenant yes. That, that, that first yes is something intellectual and, and emotional. It's, it's what happens in our brains. It, it's what happens in our gut. But that, that second yes is spiritual. It requires faith and trust. It happens right here in the heart. That, that first yes is, yes, God, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do except. Come on, somebody. You, how many of you have filled in the blank before? God, I'll do whatever you want except love my enemies, except pray for those who use me, except turn that other cheek kind of bull crap. I will do anything you want me to do except you. That's your first yes. Yes, God, it's emotional. I'm responsive. But your second yes simply says, yes, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
That first yes is simply, I believe that every blessing comes from heaven, from God. Somebody say yes if you know every blessing I have comes from God. That's my first yes. I recognize where it comes from. But my second yes is, yes, God, and 10% of what I get is yours. It goes right back to you. Where's your yes now? You just said yes, he's blessed me with everything, and now he's just saying, just give me 10% back, and I'll still give you 90, and I'll bless that 90 like nothing you've ever seen before. I like the first yes, Pastor. Give me them blessings. That second yes is the covenant yes. I don't care what kind of church you've been raised in and how they have viewed or taught you about tithe. It was before the law. It was during the law. Jesus talked about it, and it still exists after the law. And I promise you, if you really want to get into what the New Testament requires, he's asking for your all. Not just 10%. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about about your understanding of tithe. You just keep living broke and busted and disgusted. But the rest of us who are seeing the blessings of God on our life is not just because he's provided the blessing. It's because I've given back to him what is his so he can keep blessing the rest of it. It's a covenant yes. It's a covenant yes and amen. Because when I say yes at first, it's a yes of convenience. Ooh, yes. Mm. I like the way this grace feels. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I like the way I feel in church sometimes. Ooh, a little tingle up my, my spine. Ooh, must be the presence of the Lord. Yes. I like that. Yes. It's convenient. But the second yes is I can't even feel him anymore. And I'm going through the, the valley of the shadow of death. But the second yes is a covenant yes. The first was convenience. This is why we come to church when it's convenience. But there's some of us who still come in the inconvenience because we have a covenant. Yes, if I'm stepping on your toes today, either say ouch or run out of this room and act like you can, I can't click them off, but I can run out of here, fine. But I'm trying to get you to that place where you see all of God's promises are yes. And now I get to say the covenant, yes. Amen. 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 It's a covenant word. It can be translated as yes. It can be translated as I agree. The proper translation is so be it. You got to be careful what you say amen to in church. Come on, somebody. Don't say amen right now. Hello? Because you're, what, you're you know what you're doing, you're throwing a so be it on top of that. There's some weight on your words, whether you recognize it or not. So be it. So, amen means so be it. And it's that second yes. Not God's yes. God's yes is awesome. It's my yes that will actually make my life better. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you. Here's a term we don't use in Christianity anymore. And obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my, I feel gospel. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Anybody ready to move beyond just the emotional responsiveness? And into a covenant, yes. 
Emotions can shift, but a covenant cannot be broken. Come on, somebody. A covenant can, it can be fulfilled, but it cannot be broken. The old covenant was fulfilled. The new one cannot be broken. I want to move beyond just the intellectual, emotional feeling of yes. Sure, I, sure I'll serve God. Sure, I'll come to church. Sure, I'll, I'll be available to his will and way. It's that second yes. That when I am going through hell and high water, I'm still committed because I'm in covenant with what you've called me to do. I'm in covenant with this relationship. Nothing can change this. Do you believe God is calling you beyond just your first emotional yes? Do you believe that today? Come on, nod your head at me. Or at least just make me think, yes, sure. Whatever you say, pastor, just finish, please. Yes, Lord, yes. Here's my last point I want to give you, and I'm done. You have no idea what or who is connected to your yes. You have no idea what or who is connected to your yes. Mackenzie, you have no idea what or who is connected to your yes. When Paul said yes to starting Spartan Dance, he had no idea what or who was connected to that journey. Can I, can I make it a little personal? My grandmother, Joanne Becker, had no idea what she was saying yes to at 17 when she married a man named G.E., Gerald, my grandfather. But here's what I want to tell you here today, just for a brief moment. I am a product of their yes. Now, before your mind goes to the gutter, I don't mean their first yes. Hello, somebody. Yes, I'm a product of their first yes. Hallelujah. I wouldn't be here otherwise, right? But I am a product. I'm a living, breathing product of their second yes. Because their second yes also said no. That They said no to the devil. They said no to sin. They said no to generational curses. They said no to alcohol. They said no to womenizing and affairs. They said no. And I'm a product of their no. Because that no ultimately then turned into a yes, God. Yes. I yes. Yes. And I am a third generation pastor because two people over 60 years ago simply said yes Lord yes you don't know who or what is connected to your yes and I came to tell somebody today some of us need to get better at saying no to things so that we can say yes to the things God has planned and prepared and purposed for our lives can you put your hands together for just a moment and declare, I will say yes, Lord, yes. And now, Michael, I understand. Now I understand why the devil has fought me so hard at times in my life. Because he could see what I couldn't see. He could sense what I couldn't sense. He ultimately, he could look at my future and say, whoa, God has something planned and purpose for their future. And Satan understands my second yes more than I do. But I came to serve notice on that devil. The answer is still yes. Come against me. My answer is still yes, Lord, yes. Bring hell and high water. My answer is still yes, Lord, yes. Whisper in my ear constantly that I'm not worthy and undeserving and I'm too much of a sinner and I made too many mistakes. Fine, devil, but my answer is still yes, Lord, yes. Lie about me, Satan. My answer is still yes, Lord, yes. Turn people against me, devil. My answer is still yes, Lord, yes. Throw everything hell has got at me. My answer is 
still, yes, Lord, yes. And the more you persecute me, the more I'm going to throw up my hands and praise him. Because my answer has always been amen, yes, to the glory of God in my life. Somebody throw up your hands really high right now and declare, God is getting the glory from my life. Yes, Lord, yes.